I think what makes The Mandalorian an exciting character um, for Star Wars fans and for new audiences alike is that he is a mysterious central figure whom we uh, step into this uh, outer reaches world of the Star Wars galaxy. And um, he's cloaked in mystery. Um, uh, an entire story that's like literally hidden um, underneath the armor so it's that exciting kind of uh, journey of, of, of gradually um, getting to know the unknowable. This episode of A Gal and a Gay starts now. What's going on? What's happening? What are you telling me? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs. A Gal and a Gay podcast. One time, she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And Mick. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about Mick? You're not in it. Those bitches. Welcome to episode 180 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. I'm Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. We're doing our st more Star Wars to talk about. But, Star Wars. Uh, just how you wanted to end 2019, right? Right. Well, this is the best Star Wars that's that's available right now, so we have to. Oh talk about my it. gosh, is yeah. it? I right. mean, besides Baby Yoda, which Baby we Yoda, <laughs> he is one of the best new characters. Oh my god! Uh, that has come out of Star Wars in a very, 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 very long. He time. is single-handedly. I mean, he is he is definitely a palate cleanser. Um, mm. for. I mean, this whole series is um, for what's been happening with the trilogy. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Thank goodness that yes. uh, that we had this to uh, to watch and watch whenever we wanted. Um, yeah. And I love that uh, what Disney did with this is they released them once <clears throat> a week mm -hmm. uh, instead of just binging all at once. Which it could it was easily bingeable. Some of these episodes Very. are only thirty minutes long. Right. Yeah, but what was uh, what was one of your favorite moments in not necessarily the the final episode of The Mandalorian, which we will talk about, but in the um, in this season one? I mean, there's so many things with Baby Yoda that are just so great. <laughs> like that one scene, and I don't remember which episode it is, but where oh, he takes the little ball off his little like the shift in his in his uh oh the shifter, yeah, and the, the shifter. Like, like just take it away from him it's just so cute it's just <laughs> and like when they're on that planet um with the with like the they're like field workers and mm -hmm. he, they, like when when he's playing with the other children like that's just so cute and yeah. i really like that moment too with i mean i guess she's kind of a potential love interest for mando mm -hmm. but you know like just him kind of relaxing and thinking about like oh i'll stay here before i'll go to you know yeah. go south but um you know, it's just like stuff like that. And, and I don't know, just, you can read the emotion on Mando, even though you never see his face. Like there's just so that, that that's, a, I think a testament to Pedro Pascal and the writing. It's just, you can, you can tell so much just by his body language mm -hmm. and the way he talks. So. Yeah. I loved uh, one of the moments also on that, uh, <laughs> on that planet in that episode where we're introduced to Cara Dune is when her and Mando are fighting 
and baby Yoda's just slurping his yes. <laughs> like that was <laughs> so, cute. so funny oh, so cute oh. and then yeah they're just all of the episodes again like the the ones there in the middle some people are like oh they're slow but i feel like there'd been so much action and been moving at such a, yeah. a breakneck uh pace that it was good that we were able to slow down a little bit and even that one like it wasn't necessarily all it wasn't that slow but you were just introduced to a new character mm -hmm. uh, you were kind of getting a sense of uh, a little bit more about the mandalorian you learned a little bit more about him and how he doesn't really take off his helmet very mm -hmm. often he does obviously to eat we saw him do that as he mm -hmm. was watching the the kids play with with baby yoda but it if it answered some questions that we had been wondering but there was just no opportunity in any of the other episodes for that exposition to uh, be revealed. Um, right. But, exactly. but yeah, I mean, even from episode one, we knew right away that um, John Favreau meant business and he knows Star Wars. It's yes. just, it's just so enjoyable. Um, you know the story's great the characters are great it's just good storytelling um as it goes to it's just good storytelling and so it doesn't matter that star wars you know i think a lot of people people who are not fans of it get turned off by the star wars thing but it's like that doesn't even matter it's you don't need to know anything really about star wars i mean it helps but you could go in this not knowing anything and still enjoy it i think so mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say that I have heard that from many people who don't really care much for Star Wars or the movies, mm -hmm. but they watched an episode or two of The Mandalorian and they were hooked. Yeah. Uh, just even some friends of ours that, you know, one mm -hmm. of them, he just, he likes the movies, he's fine with it. But like, for some reason, this show is just really connecting with people. And I think it goes back to storytelling. And that was in, in our previous podcast, we talked about some of the problems with uh, the sequel trilogy and mm -hmm. it's because the storytelling is all over the place mm -hmm. this one they know and the thing is like we don't even know where it's going but we no. after the first episode or two you trust that the showrunners know mm -hmm. what they're doing and where we're going and you just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride like who knew we were going to end up on a a um like a prisoner uh space right station. That was a fun episode too, oh. a lot. So yeah, exactly. So um, so let's talk about the finale. Mm. I thought it was a great, great way oh. to end the season. It makes you, I can't wait for season two. Um, I really enjoyed the scene with the stormtroopers who were just like bickering with each other. And was, you know, you know yes, who they are, right? Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I recognized Adam Pally's voice right away. It took me a second for Jason Sudeikis, but I really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was really funny. I kind of like when we get to see the stormtroopers like as actual people and not just, you know, yeah. stormtroopers. So <laughs> that was a really funny scene. I mean, baby, we saw, was it, I don't know, was it this episode or the episode before we saw the force heal? Was that this episode? with uh, baby yoda the previous episode previous episode okay yeah. i couldn't remember because i watched them back to back so they're kind of um uh, yeah no oh, right. right right so um, well and in that that episode before the finale we lost nick nolte's character quickly. yes oh i was sad i really oh. liked that character i know yeah. we lost two really good characters yeah that was really uh, sad one. 
Yeah. And IG-11 was cool. IG-11, I know. I really enjoyed IG-11, so. Who was, was voiced by Taiko Watiti. Yes, exactly. Taiko was the one who also directed uh, the finale, which yes. makes so much sense so when, much, if yes. you love Thor Ragnarok, I mean, he had everything. I mean, to start an episode like this with humor right. and, and right um, knowing where it's going yeah so yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah um yeah i agree so it was just that was, that was really great and then you know and then we get to um we get to learn more about mando and we get to see his face he takes his helmet off um and we get to learn his real name yep din Dijeron. i don't know if i said that right but um mm -hmm. So we finally got to learn, on, and we learned a little more about the Mandalorians, that they're not a race, they're a creed. And so he was an orphan, they rescued him, and because of that, he was brought up with the Mandalorians, and he decided to take the oath or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just really interesting. And we learned a little bit about, I guess, the Mandalorians and Yoda's people, or Jedi's, I guess, um, had some sort of beef way back then. Yeah, they did. So if you watch Clone Wars okay. or Rebels, they kind of explain it uh, a little bit. Um, and it, Clone Wars is very enjoyable. Even Rebels too. They uh, and well, yeah. I mean, I think I might have to go and watch it. I never never really had an interest before, but now, like you know, I know that um, what's her name the 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 female uh, bounty hunter. I'm just a bounty hunter, but you know who I'm talking about. Akara, the actress. Oh, Kara Kara Dune. Um, Kara Dune. You know. Sorry. Couldn't think of her name real quick, but um, I know she's a rebel, and I know that's a big part of the um, Star Wars canon. And I, I have not watched or really read anything about those. Yeah, you you'll enjoy the Clone Wars, and Ahsoka Tano is, is <laughs> Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, and she just became so popular, and she's still kind of out there a little bit. Her voice was one of them that spoke to Ray. Okay, that's what I thought. Because there were several voices that I did recognize that I didn't recognize. And I figured mm -hmm. that was probably the case. It was just stuff yeah. I hadn't watched. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they go in the Clone Wars, they go back into um, Mandalorian oh, okay. lore and, and stuff like that. So you get a little bit more of a history lesson on okay. uh, Mandalorians and the clans and, and all that. So um, yeah, I highly recommend those. Those are really, really good. So yeah, it was just so... So I guess, I mean, I think in the next season, I mean, he's going to be searching for other of uh, Baby Yoda's kind so they can drop him off, I guess. Well, just... we know that's not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> um, but at least, you know. And, and again, the, another thing that I really like about this show, for the most part, I never know where it's going. Right. Or I think, oh, this is what they're going to do next. They don't do that. And they do something completely unique and different. And that's what really makes it enjoyable to me. Like, how are they going to get out of this situation where they're surrounded mm -hmm. by these Imperials and, um, and uh, Moth Gideon? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, IG-11 comes out of nowhere with Baby Yoda and how he's protecting Baby yeah. Yoda. It was in so the cool. battle that was yeah. so cool and the fact that he's the one that they need in there to um melt the grate so they can yes. get underground and and again i thought okay well they're gonna get out free everything oh this is gonna be a great season two and then we lose ig11 he yeah sacrifices himself which makes sense for the the story yes and 
and teaches the Mandalorian that he needs. Not all droids are bad. Not all <laughs> droids are bad. Yeah. And they can be reprogrammed. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's set up a great season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need, I, it, it will be interesting to find out what Baby Yoda's actual name is. And, is, and it has to be, I think Mando is the one that gives it to him. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And, under, and kind of figure out, or we find out where Baby Yoda comes from or what his deal is. Like, how did he yeah. wind up, how did this baby wind up all alone? That, that's been a closely guarded uh, secret uh, right. from Lucas, uh, from George Lucas. Um, so he's, he has said that he, he didn't, he never really planned to reveal it um too much uh, mm-hmm. ever but um but yeah it looks like uh john farbro has given him the go-ahead and they're going to unveil that probably in season two so we at least kind of know what species um yoda is so well and we know that um season two is debuting in fall 2020 correct so that's right yes yeah i okay. cannot believe we have to wait until fall I know. Oh, I know. I was really worried that they were gonna, we were gonna have this big cliffhanger of like Baby Yoda's life is in peril or something uh-huh. like that. I'm like, if we have to wait eleven months, I am thankful they did not. Interrupt. I hate cliffhangers, <laughs> especially in this day and age where it's like I want every everything entered immediately. <laughs> so right. it's just like yeah, I don't want to. I hate that. It's just a, so tropey. I get mm-hmm. why they do it, but come on. Right. We don't need that now. So, I know. Um, well, luckily they didn't do that, and plus yeah. they know they know what they have at this point. Right. I mean, maybe they didn't when they were putting this together necessarily, but once you know it was out there, people are going to tune into season two, and they're going to have even more people tuning in because right. it's going to give them several months right. for more people to to to, 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 to get it to, to watch it. Yep, I agree completely. So. Um, and it, it'll also be exciting to see, they also announced that there will be some characters that we know very well that will show up. Yeah. Oh, hmm. So could that mean a Skywalker or a Solo or, I or, wonder. or what? But we have to remember this is set between... Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So. Yeah, this is like five years, five or six, like five yeah. years after Return of the yeah, Jedi. This is about five years after. Okay, so so who huh. knows what? Who knows exactly? Like maybe we'll see Chewie or C three PO or R two D two. I bet something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and then of course there's still that that uh, that mystery out there as to who was actually there on Tatooine. Um, yes. After that. Uh, one of the episodes where um, they killed that bounty hunter and somebody was walking and you just see their boots. <clears throat> we know it's not Moff Gideon. No. Um, so Do we think Boba Fett's going to show up at some yeah, point? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so. so. I think so too. Yeah. So I think they, this is the best platform for him to, to kind of show up. And, yeah, I agree. And he, and yeah, and to kind of figure out what they're going to do with that character. And again, we trust, we trust yeah. the showrunners. They know what I they're totally doing. trust. I, I don't think they're going to do anything wrong. I mean, John Favreau will not let it fail. So 
it's it's just it's just great and you know i mean just hope, like i said i hope that eventually just let john favreau be the kevin feig of lucasfilm and, mm-hmm. and let him do their star wars projects yeah please well we know that the kevin feige is um he's working on a star wars film oh so, okay that's good at least one of them so who knows if he's going to kickstart the next next uh you, oh, next Mar- phase i don't want to say phase that's marvel but you know what i, mean. I wonder because they are working on an obi-wan series right with you and mcgregor there's disney plus it's going to start disney shooting plus. this uh this year and it was also announced that they are looking to cast a young luke skywalker oh okay so maybe i wonder if those two shows are going to have some sort of crossover at some point well but the thing is the obi-wan is set a long time in the past oh is it okay well i mean it's it's set between revenge of the sith and um and a new hope okay so yeah so then it's several yeah several years okay Mm mm-hmm so, because yeah, with Mandalorian, obviously Obi Wan's already dead. Uh, yeah. By then, so but who knows? They all... show up all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. You never. Right. Know. Yeah. Exactly. So. Okay. So. All right. Well, again, we always want to hear what you think about what we're talking about, and let us know what kind of theories you might have of where we're going to be headed in season two of the Mandalorian, especially with the reveal at the end that Moff Gideon has the dark saber, which has a connection, which is a lightsaber that was made by the first Mandalorian who was a Jedi. Oh, okay. So there's a a lot of history there. Um, Know where it ended up so far in canon, but we don't know how Moff got his hands on it. Unfortunately, we probably have an idea that he probably got rid of a hero yeah uh so but anyway there are all kinds of theories we want to hear yours yes please uh follow us on social media twitter and facebook a gal and a gay um we also have a website a gal and a gay podcast.com so yeah please reach out to us we'd love to hear from you and that's it until next time all right thanks guys for listening okay bye